You are listening to the Restoration LA podcast. For more, visit us at restorationla.org. Hey, we have an amazing morning planned, obviously, because Jesus is here. And I really believe that God has something for us. And so this this weekend, we have invited a, a dear friend to be with us. Uh, her name is Chanel Russo, and you're going to see her right now. But Chanel is, hails from South Africa. Uh, you've probably heard this announcement a couple times if you've been here, but if you haven't, uh, she is from South Africa. Uh, she is based in a local church there in Port Elizabeth. And she serves on an apostolic prophetic team that we are in partnership with. And that team is called New Covenant Ministries International. Um, And she carries a a really significant gift that we felt as a local church would be beneficial for us um, in our maturity. And and God equipping us to do the things that God is calling us to do here in East Los Angeles and beyond. And so um, occasionally we invite some of these partners to come in with us and to do some impartation and equipping so that we can continue on with the work that God has called us to. And so it is an absolute privilege to partner with this team and it's an absolute privilege to have Chanel with us this morning. So Chanel, why don't you come on up and you guys can give her some big RLA love this morning. All right, I am going to pray for her and then uh, we will allow her to go for it. So, Lord, we are thankful for Chanel. Lord, we are thankful for, um, Lord, what has taken place through this weekend as she has just been obedient to you and and delivered the words, messages, and um, equipping that you have have put in her heart to give to us over this weekend. Uh, But today, God, we just pray for an extra measure for her. We pray as she speaks, Lord, every word is from you. Every word is direct, directed toward the hearts of your people. And I pray for our hearts that we will receive wholeheartedly all that you have for us. And we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you. Just getting all the electronics to work this morning. It would actually open. That would be super helpful. So I could see my notes. (laughs) Sorry, chaps, we are looking for some notes here. There's an anointing on this pulpit not to open notes. Ah, there we go. It's all back. All good. Jesus is still on the throne and we are still moving forward. Um, and so it is a wonderful privilege to be here this morning. Um, I just want to thank uh, Jody and the eldership team just for giving me the opportunity to be able to share into your family this morning, into your context. Um, I come from a, a church called The Storehouse in a place called Port Elizabeth. And if you have no idea where that is, no problem. Um, I think most people in South Africa aren't sure where it is. And so it's down on the east, uh, southeast coast. And so I'm a, I'm a beach girl, so I understand the, the LA culture living near the beach. And uh, just to let you know this morning that our eldership team is praying for you as a church. Um, they're praying in the evening while we're meeting in the morning. But uh, they are praying for you. And so we don't just partner in people and gifting and resource, but we partner in prayer one for another. And so isn't it amazing to know that people that you've never seen, you've never met, are praying for you on the other side of the world. And so um, I am sent from our local church, um, and I come under 
the authority of the elders that I serve under. And I come this morning really and I submit everything that I have to say and share and bring this morning uh, to your team. And particularly when it comes to the prophetic, where I've done the best I can to hear God's voice for you as a church, um, the Bible equally puts responsibility upon you, the hearers, to weigh and test that word. And that is one of the, the roles and the jobs of your eldership team, is to be able to weigh that and say, well, God, what are you saying? And if this is you, then what do we need to do? And so I do come not as a, a guest speaker or an expert, but I come really just to uh, serve you this morning and bring you... Uh, what I've tried the best in my heart to hear uh, for you as a church. Um, it's been wonderful. It's been my first time with you at uh, RLA, and it's been a wonderful weekend. I just want to thank Jody and Vanessa for opening your home and your fridge and your everything uh, to me. They are just an incredible family to be with and uh, really just crept into my heart. So thank you so much for hosting me so beautifully. And just for everybody that's been so friendly and welcoming and uh, feels like I have family in LA now. So I have like little families all over the world. And so this is my LA family. So it really is wonderful to be with you. And uh, I'm going to do something that might seem a little bit different. It's maybe out of your series of what you're preaching. And so you might think, well, what is this all about? And so um, in coming to you as a church, I come and I ask the Lord, what is it that's upon his heart for you as a church? Um, I'm going to share a little bit of what I've seen um, through a picture that God's given me or a scripture that God's given me, and I trust that that is going to encourage you. You see, the prof prophetic ministry comes to encourage the church. It comes to strengthen the church. It comes to equip the church so that you feel stronger and full of faith and full of excitement for what God has as you leave this place. Um, but you see, we can be hearers of the word, but not doers of the word. And so you might hear some words this morning, and go, that sounds fantastic. Yeah, that's amazing. We have, we have this mountaintop experience. But actually, to see that word come to pass, a prophetic word is not a guarantee. A prophetic word, a prophetic promise, a prophetic preach um, is actually an invitation to partner with God in what he wants to do in and through you. And so when God gives a prophetic word or a prophetic utterance or a prophetic picture or scripture, he's not saying, well, you can just sit back now and don't worry, I've got it. It's actually an invitation for us to partner with him, which requires us being obedient, us stepping out, us taking that which is said seriously and saying, okay, God, what does this require from our life? And uh, so it's sometimes wonderful to sit in these meetings and hear all these amazing things, but it actually requires something from us when we leave this place. And that's actually how we partner with prophetic words, is we say, God, is that you? And if it's you, then what do you want me to do? So we're good. So we're ready to, to put our action boots on. And so I want us to um, firstly turn to Acts 2, if you have your Bibles with you electronically or otherwise. We can turn to Acts 2 together. That would be great. And this is the picture that I would encourage you. Bring your Bibles to church. Uh, hopefully they don't have too much dust on them. And uh, they're being used regularly. And uh, get the word in you any way you can. And so I'm reading from Acts, 1, uh, Acts 2 verse 1. And this is the passage of scripture that I felt for you as a church. In coming here, um, this just jumped out to me and I felt some things around that. So let's read together from uh, chapter 1. And what's happening in this, in this moment, in, in um, this 
uh, book of Acts is the disciples have been um, told by Jesus to go and wait in the upper room. So Jesus is going to leave. He's been crucified. And he says, but now I want you, when that happens, to go to this upper room. I want you to wait for me there because I'm going to send you a helper. I'm going to send you one that will teach you and guide you. And I'm going to send you one that will, be full, that will fill you with power to do what I've called you to do. And so they are waiting in the upper room together. You can imagine sitting in a room like this. Apparently it was upstairs because someone fell out the window. So I'd imagine it was a double story. <clears throat> Clearly fell asleep waiting. And uh, they were sitting waiting for what Jesus had promised. So there was a, a promise from Jesus, a prophetic promise to say, I'm sending you the helper. Um, I'm sending you the one that will fill you with power to do what I've called you to do. And I felt for you as a church that God was saying, you in a time and a season where he's saying, man, wait. And it's not a wait passively, but it's a wait actively. Because they weren't just sitting, having good coffee and chilling to some good music. No, they were worshiping. They were waiting actively. They were worshiping. They were praying. They were holding on to the prophetic promises of God. And so that's where we find this passage of scripture and why they were all together in this upper room. When the day of Pentecost came, that was in the Jewish calendar, they were all together in one place. If you're watching online and you haven't come back to church, come together in one place. <laughs> There's something of us collecting together in one place. Suddenly, a sound like the blowing of a violent wind came from heaven and filled the whole house where they were sitting. They saw what seemed to be tongues of fire that separated and came to rest on each of them. All of them were filled with the Holy Spirit and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit enabled them. Now, they, they, were, they were staying in Jerusalem, God-fearing Jews from every nation under heaven. When they heard the sound, a crowd came together in bewilderment because each one heard their own language being spoken. And I want to say this church has got an anointing for people to hear the word of God spoken in their own language. And that's going to require some obedience from people <laughs> to speak the gospel in your own language. Aren't all of those who are speaking Galileans, then how is it that each of our hearts hear them in our native language? And they mention all the languages and places and people that hear. And it says, we hear them declaring the wonders of God in our own tongues. Amazed and perplexed, they asked one another, what does this mean? Some, however, made fun of them, and they said they've had too much wine. Peter then goes out and addresses the crowd in the power of the Holy Spirit. And what happens is that 3,000 people get added to the church that day. Could you imagine 3,000 people being added to your church today? Where would you put them? <laughs> There would not be enough coffee to serve everyone. <laughs> there would not be enough toilet facilities for everyone. And so we see a picture of what happens when the power of the Holy Spirit comes on a group of people that actively wait in prayer, that actively wait worshiping, that actively hold on to the promises of God. You see, that power came upon them in the upper room, not for goosebumps, and wasn't that a lovely meeting, and I feel all warm and fuzzy. <laughs> No, the power came in the upper room that day and on that night so that they would be filled with power and boldness and courage to go and be witnesses out in the world. 
the power came on them in that moment so that they could take what we know as the kingdom of God and go and demonstrate it and manifest it outside of that room. And so in New Testament church today in the Western world, we've had this mindset, well, we come together and we receive the power and it's wonderful for us in this room, but it never leaves the room. It's great. Let the kingdom come in our meetings, but the kingdom's not coming outside of the walls of the church. And so what happened in that moment is the power of the Holy Spirit came on them. It filled them with courage and boldness. And they went from that place. People got saved. They went. They prayed for dead people who got raised. I've prayed for some dead people in hospitals. Can I say you need some serious faith and courage? (laughs) Have I seen any raised yet? No, but I'm contending because that's what they did. And the same Holy Spirit that lives in them lives in me. You see, they went from that place and people got saved. People got healed. People got delivered of demons. People got delivered of addictions. People got got raised from the dead. That's what happens when the power of the Holy Spirit comes on a people in a room that are hungry to say, we will take that which we receive to take it out there. To see the kingdom manifest out there, not just in our meetings for our benefit, but for the benefit of the world out there that is presently going to a Christless eternity. And that is the the, the scripture that I felt to encourage you with this morning. That in this place, that as you contend in prayer, as you contend in worship, as you have these wonderful worship nights... (laughs) As you come and you say, God, these are your promises. We're going to speak these prophetic promises. We're going to hold on to these prophetic promises that you've had over the years. I believe with all my heart that you are going to see the kingdom of God come through you. Not that it hasn't, but in a greater way than it has before. And that people are going to, are going to meet the resurrected Christ through you. And that people are going to get saved, healed, and delivered through those that are sitting in this room. I'd like to put up a picture that I felt for you coming before, and it's of that street sign. If you could pop that up for me. Who knows where that is? It's not a far way from here. And in coming here, I was just stirred around Azusa Street. And if you read on that, it says the site of the Azusa Street revival from 1906 to 1931. It was the cradle of the worldwide Pentecostal movement. You see, that church had an upper room experience. That church were waiting in prayer. That church was waiting in worship. That church was waiting, holding on to the promises of God. And what happened? The Spirit of God came amongst them. And what it became? It became a worldwide Pentecostal movement. Now, that's not the prophecy I have for you, that you will become a worldwide Pentecostal movement. But what will happen will be like what happened in Azusa Street, like what happened in the upper room, where the power of God comes upon you in such a way that the kingdom of God breaks out of this place onto the streets. That that which happens in this place would happen and have an impact outside of this place. And so I just felt like there's something of that anointing of Azusa Street And if you go and read up on it, there's much history on it. Man, they were people very similar to you. Hungry for Jesus. Lovers of Jesus. Worshippers of Jesus. There was a hunger within them to say, God, we don't want to just sit and have nice church meetings. Have good coffee and go home. 
Now, we want to come and take your word seriously and impact the world around us. Be kingdom manifestors. Be those that bring the kingdom where we go. And you might say, well, what is bringing the kingdom? That sounds, we had like a 52-week series or something at home on what is the kingdom. And we asked people at the end and they still weren't sure. (laughs) So I thought I'm going to clarify what is the kingdom in three words for you. The crown, the key, and the book. They're going to pop that little, you can pop those three up there. The crown, the key, and the book. Uh, You can just put the, just the words, the slide on for me. Just with the three words. The crown, the key, and the book. And if you don't remember ever what the the kingdom of God is, it's around the crown, the key, and the book. And I'm going to run through this um, uh, fairly quickly. But I felt like God said that as Act 2 happened, as Azusa Street happens, that he wants to do it again. He wants to do it again through you. He wants to do it again through a hungry community, a hungry family that are prepared to say, we will go. We will be those that would be full of the power of the Holy Spirit to be able to take it outside of this place. And this morning, I feel like there is a charge from the Lord to breed those that would bring the kingdom, to release the kingdom wherever you go. On Friday night, we looked, we had a wonderful time of worship together, and we just had opportunity for folks to be full and baptized with the Holy Spirit. Yesterday, we looked at prophecy and how to be able to use the gifts to bring the kingdom. And today, I want to look practically at what does it look like to bring the kingdom as a community of believers, because I believe the Lord is charging with you that, with that this morning, saying, I will bring my power and my spirit but you are to take the kingdom. You see, the kingdom doesn't come by someone just overtaking your body (laughs) and making you do stuff. No, the kingdom comes by men and women who forcefully advance. There's something active and not passive about that. That actually looks like people praying for people. That looks like people witnessing. That looks like people praying for those that that are filled with demons. And so 33 times in the book of Matthew, it speaks about the kingdom of God coming. The kingdom of God is near. And so what does that look like? The first picture, the crown. You can put up the crown. We've had a lot of uh, interest around the crown. I'm not sure if you follow the British monarchy as much as we do, but there's a passing of the crown. And so the kingdom is about the crown. It's about establishing the rule and reign of Jesus. That's what it looks like to bring the rule and reign of Jesus. The kingdom comes where it says, God is not present here. God is not present in this person. God is not present in this situation. God is not present in this community. God is not present in this family. And we come and we displace the, the, the stronghold and, the, and the, 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 um, the rule and reign of the enemy. And we displace that with the rule and reign of Jesus. And that comes by saying, Lord Jesus, we are coming. We are coming with the good news. We are coming with a new king and a new kingdom. And he is going to be king in this place and no longer the dominion of darkness. And so bringing the kingdom is about bringing the rule and reign of God, the crown, that kingliness of Jesus into families and homes where Jesus was not previously king, but now he is king. 
So that's the crown. That's what it looks like. And can I say, it's not just, well, now you're saved and you're going to heaven. Bringing the rule and reign of Christ to stay. No, you are saved, you are forgiven, you are healed, and you are delivered, and you are transformed into Christ's likeness. And as we do that, things change. There's a new king in the home. There's a new king in your life. There's a new king over your finance. There's a new king over the way you treat people. There's a new king over the way you treat your family. That's what it looks like when the kingdom comes, the crown. The second one is the key. See, Jesus said in John that he came to destroy the works of the enemy. Can I say sickness and poverty and oppression and depression and anxiety and addiction are the works of the enemy. And we have been filled with that power from on high to destroy those works. Where I go, I can affect poverty because the kingdom has come in me and the power of God is in me. Where I go, healing can come where there's sickness. Freedom can come where there's oppression. Because God has charged us to bring the kingdom, and that means to destroy the works of the enemy. And I'm going to go quickly. And then the book. The book being the Bible. You see, we get a new handbook for life. We get a new handbook how to live God's life when the kingdom comes. And that looks like teaching people a new way to live. How to treat their wives, how to treat their husbands, how to raise their kids, how to spend their money, how to treat other people. A perspective we have on life. The way we spend our time and our resource. You see, this book, this book is a new handbook to a way to live. And so we bring the, we bring the crown, we bring the kingdom by the crown establishing the rule and reign of Jesus wherever we go. We come with a key and we destroy the works of the enemy and we release people from bondage and the works that the enemy came to destroy us with. And then we come and we say, here's a new way to live. Here's a new handbook. You know that, that device or that washing machine or whatever you have in your home and no one ever reads the instructions and then it breaks and you're going, hmm, I wonder why that happened. We wonder why we're not living and things aren't working because we're not following the handbook of life. And I could unpack that more, but I, I want to just move on. That's what it looks like when the kingdom comes. It's the crown, it's the key, and it's the book. It's establishing the rule and reign of Christ, destroying the works of the enemy, and giving people a new way to live through the word of God and his ways. So as you hear that today, you say, oh, that's wonderful. Those are great pictures. I'm sure we'll remember that. But what does that mean for your life? And as I felt this word for you around Acts, around Azusa Street, around you being a church that is being charged to bring the kingdom outside of the four walls of this church, what does that look like in reality? And those four points that are up there is to establish... Uh, uh, Oh, you've put those ones up, yeah. So that's the, the way we do it. But then, how does that look in real life? And I just felt like three points for you as a church specifically connected to bringing the kingdom of God as what that looks like in your togetherness. 
And the first one is to develop a culture of evangelism, a culture of outreach, where you're saying we want to go, we want to reach out to others. The second is developing a culture of exercising the spiritual gifts. And the third one is developing a culture of transforming lives through biblical discipleship. You want to know what God's saying to you right now? Give yourself to those three things. Are we going to unpack that with some detail for you um, as a church? You see, under evangelism, for you as a church, I felt like God is turning you into a maternity home. <laughs> and don't worry, there's no women that are going to come and give birth on your nice carpets. But he's turning you into a spiritual home. A spiritual home for new babies. There are new babies that are out in the world. There are, there are babies that are being born and need to be born into the kingdom of God, where the rule and reign of God comes to be established in their life. And the only way we are going to bring them in, the only way that birth is going to come, is through us going in terms of a culture of always looking for those that need to come to be birthed into the kingdom of God. In South Africa, we have a very common um, problem or situation where mothers will just give birth somewhere and they'll wrap their babies in newspaper and maybe a blanket and they'll just leave their children somewhere and hope someone will find them and rescue them. And that's such an incredible picture. There are spiritual babies that need to be born into a safe place. During the worship on Sunday, uh, Friday evening, I just heard these cries of newborn babies. These cries of newborn babies. You know newborn baby, they are vulnerable. They need you to do everything for them. Some things are very cute and cuddly and some things are not. <laughs> Those that involve diapers. God is saying there needs to be a culture amongst us where you are like a church, a family of midwives. Where you're saying we are ready, we are ready to, to go out and find the babies and bring them into a, a safe delivery and then nurture and grow them safely and securely. But for those of you that have had children, you know that having a baby is not all smiles, coos and cute pictures. And that's going to require something of each one of you in this room. And that's what evangelism looks like. That's what outreach looks like. It's to say, we're going to make space for you in our house. We're going to make space for you in our lives. We're going to make space for you in our budget. We're going to make space for you in the times that we spend. Because we prepared and we want to see the kingdom of God coming. We want to see the, the rule and reign of God established in people's lives and snatch them out, go and fetch them in those newspapers and blankets and bring them into a spiritual home. I felt like this is a house of spiritual orphans becoming sons and daughters. Those that were left orphaned would become sons and daughters in the spirit. Would you be one that would bring those to safe delivery in this place? And I just felt around that, that everyone would be equipped. 
everyone would know how to share their testimony. Everyone would know how to lead someone to the Lord. <laughs> everyone would know how to look after and disciple somebody. Everyone would be contending for one person that they know that is unsaved. I want you to think right now of someone in your family, someone at work, one of your neighbors. Are you prepared to travail in labor for them in prayer until you see them born into a place where the rule and reign of God is established? See, we pray one or two prayers and it's like, oh, they're not saved. Are we prepared to contend? A woman labors for hours. Those of you ladies, you my heroes. <laughs> that would labor for hours to see a safe delivery. Are we prepared to contend in prayer for hours as a leadership team, as over children that are in the community, in your home groups, to labor over people in prayer? Everyone equipped. Everyone contending in prayer over the lives of those that are lost and then to do the works of obedience. Sometimes that work of obedience looks like take, walking across the street to your neighbor with a cake. <laughs> Sometimes that looks like taking a single mother's child and looking after them to say, we want to show you the love of Christ so that the rule and reign of God can come in your lives. You see, the works of obedience connected to a culture of evangelism looks like us doing something. So this maternity home with new spiritual babies, where spiritual orphans become sons and daughters, where everyone is equipped, where everyone is contending in prayer over unsaved people's lives, and we are all doing works of obedience. The second one was the priesthood moving in gifts and power. Yesterday we spoke about that, each one of us being full of the Holy Spirit, where we can be, where we can be used in the gifts of prophecy and faith, and that's, that's where we destroy the works of the enemy. You want to be able to destroy the works of the enemy? Make sure your spiritual tool belt is ready to go. Make sure that your sword and your gun and your shield and everything that you need is there and ready. Where it's not just about the elders and the leaders or the home group leader doing everything, but where we can all prophesy, where we can all pray for deliverance, where we can all pray for healing. You see, because when we go into those places where your neighbor's child is addicted to drugs, or someone's husband is addicted to pornography. Or there's poverty that has come in. Friends, we have the power within us because of the Holy Spirit to change those situations and destroy the works of the enemy. Yet we stand and we say it's for someone else to do. There's a charge over this church to go and bring the kingdom out there. To say we will go. We will be equipped. We will give our lives to go, to be obedient, and to use the tools that God's given us of the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And I felt for this church, church, exercise the gifts of the Holy Spirit every opportunity that you get. I feel like this church is a place where people's stories and destinies will be rewritten. It will be a place where spiritual orphans become sons and daughters. And then their spiritual destiny is changed and their story is rewritten in this place. How does that happen? 
It's when their lives come into contact with the power of the Holy Spirit through the gifts of the Holy Spirit. And the last one is we teach people a new way to live. And I felt for you as a church, there is such um, an anointing. There's giftings in this room. There are giftings that God is going to add to this room where you will be able to teach people a new way to live. I, I kept seeing this word, freedom classes. Freedom classes. And I felt like people would be able to come to this place and out of this place, they would be able to find freedom. You see, because when the kingdom of God comes, when Jesus becomes the king, when the works of the enemy are destroyed, we need to pe put people's feet on a new path. And we just need to say, this is how to parent in a godly way. This is how to manage your finance in a godly way. This is the way you run a business in a godly way. This is how we break the cycle of poverty in a godly way. And I felt like out of this place, I saw um, like life skills being taught, where people are taught to in entrepreneurship and being able to run businesses, where, where, where parenting, people in the community can come to learn how to parent their kids, especially around single moms. I felt like there would be like these freedom classes where people would be able to come and learn how to get free and break the cycles in their lives. I felt like in this place, you would have the power, the authority to break curses over families and generations, and then to teach them this is a new way to live. You see, because a curse can come and it can be broken and we can go right back into that thing, unless we give people freedom tools to stay free. So there's a whole lot of things I'm just throwing out there that I felt like the Lord's put on my heart for you. This is not like, hey, on this Sunday we preach this message. No, this is a, a message that I believe God is speaking to you as a church today. He's saying, would you be that church, that family that would wait in the upper room, in prayer, in worship, contending over prophetic words? Would you be filled in this place with the power of the Holy Spirit like they were in the upper room, like they were in Azusa Street? And then would you go and bring the kingdom not only in here for one another and we find and our family's great. But there's a charge upon this church today and in this season to say, I'm wanting to shift things. I'm wanting to shift things over you. Where what happens outside the four walls of this church sometimes will outnumber the hours and the time spent inside this building. Where you will go and establish the rule and reign. You'll bring that crown, the kingdom of God, into people's lives, into your workspaces, into families' lives. Where you would destroy the works of the enemy through the gifts of the spirit and the power of God. And then you would say, come, we want to teach you a new way to live. Come and look at the book. Come and read the book with us. And there would be these freedom classes, freedom tools that you would give people. I almost feel like this building is underutilized in its use during the week. If that makes any sense. And 
I see this place just bustling with people during the week from the community. As people say, man, we, we are going to... We are gonna, we're going to give you these resources. We're going to come and we're going to say, come and we're going to help you to parent. We're going to help you some business tools to start a business. We're going to help you to get out of debt. We're going to help you to, to get free and stay free. And I just saw this little front, the, this front uh, little um, walkway here. Just like people up and down, in and out, in and out. That your facility is not just used for church meetings, but like in a sense for community meetings. When someone can say, I can do this, I can help, I can bring this. I feel like there's a, there's a, there's a key into this community through single mothers. If someone would put up their hands and say, we're prepared to help. We'll take your kids for two hours. Just bring them to this place. And I submit that really humbly to you guys to test. See, the, the kingdom of God looks like us doing something. I feel like there's a connection to some of the schools in this area where the schools will look to you as a church to say, help us because we are out of options. where kids can come, where counseling can happen. Everyone's really quiet this morning. <laughs> but I, I, I share this with you as, a, as an exciting challenge to say, if you ever wanted to find out why you were put on this planet, this is the very reason. We spend our lives going, oh, what's going to make me happy? What's going to make me fulfilled? Can I say nothing will bring you as much joy as seeing the kingdom come in people's lives. Where Jesus becomes king. Where the works of the enemy are destroyed. And people's feet are put on a new path of joy, of peace, and of righteousness. Can I say each one of you have a tool in your tool belt for this very reason. The Holy Spirit lives on the inside of you. There are gifts on the inside of you that are powerful. And I want to stir that this morning. I want to stir that in you this morning. Allow the Holy Spirit to stir that, to say, God, what is it that I can do? Maybe you can just teach people how to do a budget. That's teaching them a new way to live. I'm excited for you as a church. To see what God would do. I feel like there is this phrase that says, you will box above your weight class. You will box above your weight class. Which means you will slay people and bring them down, namely the enemy. Way more than you thought you had power to do. Your impact would be bigger than you thought it could be due to your size. Because if you see what 12 disciples did when they took this seriously, it's way more than 12 of you. I trust that this, this, this challenge, this encouragement is hitting our hearts. Could I maybe have um, 
someone on the keys or guitar, whatever, that would be great. How are you guys doing? <laughs> you all sitting in shock? <laughs> I trust I've done a justice trying to <clears throat> release what I, just some of the things that I had felt for you as a church. And uh, just for my Texan cowboy in the front here and your beautiful wife, I just felt like some of these, some of these skills, some of these people that we are speaking about, I just felt like the heart of God in you and Nettie for people. I just felt like there is such a wonderful pastoral anointing upon you. Your heart bleeds for people. You see people. People feel loved when they're with you. It's like every time you see them, it's like the first time you've seen them. It's like, ah, oh, this is amazing. And I just feel people are going to come and encounter the love of God, the pastoral shepherd heart of God through you. That God is bringing upon you like a weeping of a father and a shepherd for his sheep. Just saying, God, what can, what can we do? And I feel like you are a man of many talents. There's many things you've done over the years, many things you've ex been exposed to. And I felt like him said that that heart that I've put within you, that heart that bleeds for people, he says, I'm going to partner with that, with the skills and the talents I've given you. And as a result, you are going to teach people a new way to live. I just felt that you and Nettie are going to be able to teach people a new way to live. That those orphans, those spiritual orphans are going to be sons and daughters because you're going to say, let us show you how. Let us show you how. And I just, I just felt like you've got some practical, practical skills. I don't know what those are, but I, I don't know if it's in business or work or whatever. But I felt like you were going to take those very things and teach people a new way to live. And that people's lives would be transformed because they've just never seen it like that. They've never had someone that would take the time to say, let me show you, my son. Let me show you, my daughter. This is what God's word says. This is a practical way. I feel like you're even going to give people practical skills and tools to be able to improve their lives and where it is that God has placed them in you. And so I just pray that over, over you, Aneti, that you would... That which God has placed on the inside of you, that heart, would be outworked in practical ways in people's lives. That you would reverse the consequence of sin in people's lives. Where there was sin, where there were bad patterns, it's like you're going to say, let us put some skills and tools in your hand to help you live a new way. I trust that that makes sense. Jody, I just, um, I did share this with you, but I felt to release it in this context because I feel like it's going to affect many of your lives as well. But as you know, Jody and teams have been working into, into Mexico and going across the border and bringing the gospel, establishing the rule and reign of Christ, destroying the works of the enemy, teaching people the gospel and a new way to live. And I had just felt for Jody that God was bringing addition to that which is happening in Mexico that 
through him and then connected to the church because he doesn't go on his own he doesn't it's not his work it's it's your work as a church that the work that you have into the nation of South America is going to start moving southwards that it wasn't just going to be in Mexico but as you, you would move south and I just saw Jody moving south and there being a transition of some work in Mexico to, to even people in this room where we say, I've, I always went, but now you need to go. Pick up the work, pick up that which we've been doing. And, and teams of you would go into more southern parts of, of, of South America. I just feel like God's breaking something open. And can I say, he's not going alone. These guys that are going with, people in this room. Start praying for South America. Start praying for countries and cities in South America. And Jody, I just felt for you the there's an incredible faithfulness around the Word of God for you. You have been so faithful with working with the Word of God. I just see you just working like a craftsman with the Word of God. And you have been faithful with the Word of God. And I felt like you've been crying out to the Lord saying, God, would you bring power on the word? Because as I've been faithful with working, I want to see, I want to see that word reap a harvest. I want to see that, that, word break, that, that word break things open. And I just felt like there, and it's out of nothing that you have or haven't done, just out of the kindness and the timing of God. Just saying, I, I just felt like there is a, an increase on the power element of ministry of the word that's coming to you where you are going to preach the word and then there's just going to be this faith to rise up where it said signs and wonders followed the preaching of the word. And I felt like these signs and wonders would follow the preaching of the word, that you have word, you've worked well with the word. And he says, man, I'm wanting to follow that. I'm wanting to follow that with signs and wonders that would help them believe. And he says, I've put within the very core of you an evangelist. Inside of you, what makes your heart tick and beat are seeing new souls, those new babies come into the kingdom. And I felt like him saying, I'm releasing signs and wonders to you because you won't only be preaching from this pulpit and you won't even be preaching on pulpits in, in churches, but I see you preaching outside of churches. I see you in some way sharing the gospel outside of Sunday meetings and church meetings, but having places where you can share the gospel and preach the gospel. God is going to open doors for you where you are able to preach the gospel and see people get saved. It's the cry and at the core of your heart. And I just saw your boat. He says, cast your net on the other side. Cast your net on the other side. Cast your net on the other side. For the catch is big. The catch is big. And it's not only in this place. I just see some other places where you're going to be preaching and people are going to get saved. There's a collaboration with people. There's a collaboration with different, um, I don't know if it's organizations, but God's opening, opening the door. And it's not just building the church, but it's bringing the kingdom. And all those fish not, not jump into an RLA boat, but they will jump into the kingdom. And I felt like the Lord said that he is giving you favor and influence. To different places in the city.
I just I just see these like collaborations in a sense of, of just having a partnering and working with different people in different ways to be able to bring the kingdom. I just felt like these key relationship that God's going to open for you. I don't know, even know how that works, but that God is going to open that to you. And I feel like it's something of casting the net on the other side. And even in some other areas that there would be meetings and gathering of people, even it's like just small groups that would start but in other places and other areas and it would be primarily around seeing people get saved so is that your inheritance and that's your birthright <clears throat> thank you Jesus thank you Jesus I'm looking for the guy that was sitting at the door he was, he was sitting at the door oh, there he comes I was just looking for you you were there and then you disappeared I was so struck you were sitting as you are sitting there in the corner this morning. And I'm going to ask you to do something bold and courageous. I'm going to ask you to run up to the front. Can you run up to the front for me? There we go. Run up to the front. <laughs> I want you to jump up here right with me. There we go. Let's say this man you can go to war with. This is the man you go to war with because this man will have your back. This man has this house's back. And there's something of you just serving other people's dreams and other people's visions. And I felt like God said, but I'm giving you a field of your own. I'm giving you a field of your own. You have given your life to serving others, to serving others' dreams and visions. And in many ways that will continue. But he says, I'm also giving you your own field own field because you are a man a true and reliable man and God says you have been at the back and he says over your life that it's like you would rather be a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord I just see you being this doorkeeper but I asked you to run to the front and to jump on the stage as an act of faith because God says I'm going to put this microphone in your hand and you are going to preach the word of God with boldness and confidence and you are going to see demons flee. And you are going to see people come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. I had a picture the other night of people coming and throwing knives and pipes and drugs and things on the floor in this place. And I felt like there's an anointing upon you that as you preach the word with conviction, that, a, that a, an anointing of repentance is going to come. An anointing of repentance is going to come. And people are going to come. And as they repent... As they turn to Jesus, curses are going to be broken and the work of the enemy is going to be destroyed. And I thank you, Lord, that he is not only going to preach in this city, but he's going to preach in other cities and even the world around South America. Father, I thank you that this man is anointed. He is anointed for such a time, for such a time, for such a time. And I thank you, Father, that you are giving him a field of his own, fields of his own inheritance of his own God says you have been faithful with building my house you've been faithful with building my house and there are people in this church that trust you so deeply and Father I just pray for an anointing upon Val this morning 
Father, I thank you for the years that he has been a doorkeeper in the house of the Lord. And I thank you, Father, for the anointing upon his life to preach your word, to preach the message of the gospel and repentance, and that people would be, would be set free and delivered, that they would come and throw down their paraphernalia because they come under the conviction of repentance and of the Holy Spirit through his preaching. Father, I pray where he has sown and where he has sown and where he has sown. I thank you, Father, for a season and a time that has come for reaping, reaping, reaping in so many ways in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Amen. Good word. <laughs> There's a young man sitting at the back at the at this computer. There are you looking around? That's you. What's your name? Danny? Man. The hand of God is upon you. I feel like God says, I have set you apart. I have set you apart. My hand is upon you. And I have set you apart. And I feel like there's maybe been like a bit of a, a wrestling. Saying, God, I'm not sure and which way to go. But I felt like the Lord say this morning that I've called you out. And I've set you apart. And he says, if you will give yourself wholeheartedly in devotion to me and my kingdom. He says, I'm going to bring you into a whole place and space that you never thought you'd occupy because of your past. And some of those stories that are being rewritten in this place is your story. He says, I'm rewriting your story of what you thought it looked like and what was possible and how it was going to end. God says, if you would give yourself to being a son in this house, allowing men around you to speak into your life, to be able to say, but there's a, there's, a, there's a different way to do this. He says, I will rewrite your story and your destiny like you could never have imagined. And there will be things that you will do in your life that your family never does, in the history of your family has never happened. He says, I'm changing your destiny because you are of a new bloodline. The bloodline of Jesus, the bloodline of the kingdom. And I feel even some of these teams that are going into South America, you will go with them. I want you, I want you to come out. I just feel to do this. Can you come to me quickly? <clears throat> says, I'm your provider. I'm your resourcer. And he says, I want you to start dreaming bigger than you have ever dreamed before. He says, because you will see me do things that you never thought possible. And I just feel like this is as you, as you close your hand and you receive that, that you would receive, you would receive, you would receive, you would receive God's word over your life, God's call over your life, and not the enemy's lies 
that would keep things small. He says, start dreaming. So buying a backpack to start going. Because the hand of God is upon you. The hand of God is upon you. He has set you apart. And Father, I pray that you would settle. You would settle, Father, within his heart this day. settle in his heart, any frustrations, any doubts, he would quiet the lies, and that his feet today would be set on the path of the kingdom that would lead to life and joy and peace. And I thank you that this man is a leader of a generation of fiery followers of Jesus. And an influencer of those around him. I pray he would give his life to those men that you have placed around him to shape, to shape him in the way you've called him to go. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Just while the two of you are up here, I'll stand this way <laughs> so I can see both of you. Um, I obviously know you've moved here. You musicians, that's pretty obvious. But I kept seeing this. Um, I was talking about like freedom classes and all of those types of things. And I felt like the Lord said that I've placed upon you an anointing to reproduce and replicate. To reproduce and replicate. And he says there are many skills and talents that you have. And I feel like you are going to use that together. It's not like you're going to do your work and she's going to do work. I feel like there's a sense of doing something together as a team. And I even feel like there's something you are going to do online. I don't know what, what that is, but there's like some online business or training or teaching or something that you're going to do to equip and skill others. And I don't know what that means, but I just I saw the two of you working together there was something online that happened and uh, maybe that's going to outwork into the, into the future but I felt like him say you will repl replicate and reproduce that which he has placed within you the treasures, the skills, the gifts, the talents that even with your musical skills and talents you would allow people to see a possibility of something they never thought possible for their lives felt like, like for you, there's, there's a prophetic anointing upon your life. I just feel like you see things, you feel things, and it's as real as something that you touch. And I felt like the Lord said, you need to start writing that down. You need to start writing. I know that's really challenging with a newborn. <laughs> but start writing those things down. Start recording them. Because I believe that that the Lord is giving you songs in seasons, prophetic songs, prophetic songs in season to release over the body, to release even beyond this body, to say this is the word of the Lord for the season. And there's going to be anointing upon that song to be able to break things open as people listen to them. And I just felt like, keep writing, my girl, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing, keep writing. I feel like this, and don't stop recording. I felt like, I don't know if you have recorded in the past, but I felt like the Lord said, don't stop. Don't stop. 
just keep recording, keep recording. And I feel like there's a shift from, from sometimes the planned stuff to the more prophetic stuff. Because there's breakthrough that, that, that's carried upon that. Thank you, Father. And something of the replication, I just saw you sitting with people around you. And like different, these youngsters and different people. And just, I just saw you teaching and training. And I just, man, there's something inside of you that needs to be replicated. That needs to be replicated and reproduced in others. And um, yeah, I'm just going to encourage you in that. Are we still doing okay? Good. Good. And I prophesied over Jess yesterday. But for her other half. God has put the word of God in you so strongly and so powerfully and so beautifully. And I feel him say, give yourself, give yourself, give yourself to the word of God. Give yourself to the word of God. I feel like he's wanting to, to bring wisdom to the word. He's wanting to bring wisdom to the word that you would feed people from the word of God. You would be able to feed them and instruct them in the way to go. And I just see such an anointing upon you over the Word of God. And I feel like in some things you've grown tired and weary. And you've said, oh God, how and... But I feel like just something of the Word of God just sparking afresh in you. And God giving you creative ways to bring the Word of God. That it would stick in people's minds that there would be a wisdom that would break open his ways. And I just feel for both of you, I feel like I felt, I felt like the Lord said it's been a long season of training. It's been a long season of training. You felt like, Lord, when are we ever going to get a degree here? <laughs> but I felt like the Lord said, this is such good ground. This is such good ground. This is such good ground. He says, sow into this ground for it will reap a harvest. Sow into this ground, it will reap a harvest. And I think, I just feel like you even underestimate that which you bring. And I just felt like you are such pillars. Like these pillars in this building that have stood for years and decades. He says, I've called you to be pillars. Realize how much you hold and how much you carry. Father, I pray that you would fan into flame, fan into flame the gifts and the call and the anointing upon their life. I pray for new vibrancy and excitement around the call of God upon their life. And I pray for the anointing of the word of God to flow through them in magnificent ways, Lord Jesus, in magnificent ways. And I feel like... I feel like you've looked at things going, God, is it this, is it this, is it this, is it this? It's almost like shopping for a home. You're just going, you're looking at all these homes and you're just going, I don't know which one's mine. And I feel like I'm saying that the answer is somewhere you've never even looked. And it's going to come in a way you never expected. And he says, I will bring it to pass. And when it comes, you will know. You don't need to go looking. Jesus' name, Jesus' name.
soon. Just for Vanessa. And now I'm just going to pick on you again. Something of these freedom classes. I know life looks crazy right now with little people and I just saw you running these these classes and these unwed moms and these single moms and these people that have come from backgrounds of just being cursed and things are on them. And I just saw people coming and receiving freedom. And it's going to come through instruction. I feel like it's going to come through instruction. And I, I don't know if at time at some stage you started writing a lot of stuff down around that. And I felt like him say, it's time to pick that up and to start putting it in a format. To format it. To format it. And he said, you are going to pioneer something and then you're going to start raising up teams that will continue that. And he says, you are going to change generations through that which you write. You are going to change generations through that which you pen down and format. And I felt like him just saying, man, I, I mean, I understand some of the practicalities of life. And I felt like even in that one area where you had to make a decision that obviously impacted your day fairly significantly, I just felt like the Lord says, I'm going to come in. And where you've had to try and make a plan and the plan couldn't work, He says, I'm going to come in and make a plan for you. And he says, I'm going to release hours in the day to you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Wow. That's good. That's good. Father, you are so good. You are so good. You are so good. Thank you that your promises are yes and amen. Your promises are yes and amen. And this morning I pray for this house and I pray for this family. And Father, I pray that all that has been said wouldn't just filter into our heads, but Holy Spirit, you would bring conviction in our heart. That you would raise up a house of prayer, a house of worship, and a house of prophecy. And that as they contend, Lord Jesus, for your promises this place would be filled. This place would be filled. There would be more than enough and you would do it again. And I pray, Lord Jesus, for warriors in the kingdom to rise up today. To say, we will go. We will establish, Jesus, your rule and reign. We will go and destroy the works of the enemy. We will give people a new way to live in joy, peace, and righteousness. Father, I thank you for the evangelism that's going to flow from this place in many ways. Thank you for the prayers for the lost that are going to go up from this place. Thank you for the gifts that are going to start operating this church like never before. And I thank you for freedom that's going to come from this place as they open their doors to the community and say, come, we will teach you a new way to live. So I pray, Lord Jesus, that everything has been said this morning. We lift before your throne. I pray that you would watch over it. Watch over it in Jesus' name. Watch over it in Jesus' name. Watch over it in 
Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Just as I end, Gavin, I just feel like God said that the, I know you probably fulfill a specific role in what it is that you do. say there's, there's responsibility, more responsibility that's coming in both the secular and the sacred. That there's more responsibility and I feel like there's a trust that you've built up both in the secular and the sacred where people trust you and because they trust you, more responsibility is going to be given and you will carry more in this next season than you have. God says my grace is enough, my grace is enough, my grace is enough for you. Jesus name Jesus name and the couple that are sitting the lady with the red that I spoke to yesterday and your, your husband next to you and I just feel like as you've come into this place and into this church I feel like God's going to turn your life upside down that him saying that everything you've believed everything that you've thought this is the way things happen this is church he says I'm turning that upside down and he says, I'm going to put you in wonderfully uncomfortable places where he's going to say, man, I maybe didn't even see it this way before. I'm not even sure I've ever thought about this. But God, you are on this. And he says, I'm moving you. I'm moving the way you think. I'm moving your perspective. I'm moving the way you see things. And you are going to come into the most beautifully uncomfortable place that is going to be the most fulfilling place that you've ever found. In Jesus' name. stand for a moment <laughs> maybe we can all take a deep breath <laughs> Jesus we are so thankful as sons and daughters our birthright is to hear your voice <laughs> Lord, we are so thankful for what you are speaking over us as a local church and I know there are guests in the room but Lord I pray as they are even hearing these words it might seem like for us that they recognize this invitation that is for them into the kingdom of God this invitation for them to partner with what you are doing here on this earth Lord we receive all that you have said today through Chanel she is a messenger, but it's your word, God. We receive these things, and we we pray, God, as we line ourselves up with what you have said, and as we um, develop the faith and the courage to step out in obedience with everything that you are speaking, God, that we will see your kingdom come through every avenue, through worship, through praise, through the prophetic through evangelism, through transformation, through the exercising of your giftings. Lord, I do pray for a rising up of the priesthood in this place. Not just leaders, not just the people who have assignments on Sunday mornings, Lord. A rising up of the priesthood of all believers in this place. That this is our mantle that you are giving us. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Young and old newcomers and those who have been here since the first day. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Amen and amen. Hey, let's give Jesus praise this morning. Yeah.
Awesome. So we are so glad that you are here this morning. Um, no, went a little bit over, but we um, allow these things. When when God is in charge of what happens, we uh, we can go over a little bit. But uh, thank you, thank you for giving us your your time, uh, Steve and I will try to uh, you know maybe cut our preaches short in the next couple of weeks to give you uh, give you some more carnets out of time after church, but. Anyways, hey, we love you. Have a wonderful week. We will see you uh, this next coming week. Uh, please don't forget to check in with your home groups, and uh, we are going to continue to worship Jesus. So be blessed in Jesus' name. See you guys soon.